Holy crap. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast. This is a show where friends gather and talk all things Invincible, a comic book created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm your host, TJ, the sweet one. And joining me, as always, are my co-hosts. It's Ryan. Hey, TJ, that was a really good sweet one. Like, oh, maybe thank the best. You. Ooh, You've gotten really good you. at it. Oh, and becoming a natural. Uh, it's Bill. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, was that that was pretty late? Yeah, a little bit. And Wyatt Lane. For audio listeners, Bill was making his shirt talk to you because he got a new dinosaurus shirt. And my life is complete now. <laughs> <laughs> so how are, we, how are we doing? I mean, I mean, episode four, doing well. Jeez. This is ridiculous episode we're gonna talk all about it it's fun because we haven't recorded a uh, a breakdown in a long time we're actually recording this one right before the episode releases whereas the other ones we recorded well in advance like a month ago um yeah. so this episode is going to be complete beginning to end we're recording the whole thing a couple days before thanksgiving and uh we're excited yeah of all, yeah. of all the episodes for us to have a long gap between watching it the first time and then getting to finally sit down and talk about it, yeah. this was the most agonizing right. one we could have done because <laughs> it was so good and so exciting. Yeah, I have been just like dying to to break down the episode and talk about all the all the little details throughout it. Oh, yeah. We got a nice break and got to like come back to it too, which is nice too. So if you want to be a part of the conversation you can reach out to us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at invincible cast you can follow us on tiktok and facebook hit subscribe on our youtube and just a heads up as always we got to remind you in case you're finding us for the first time uh we do go very heavily into uh comic book spoilers especially in this episode i would mm -hmm. imagine because we're going to be talking about what's next to come for invincible based on our knowledge of the comic. So if you haven't read the comic, go read the comic, come back, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Cool? Yeah. So, in the way oh, of... Oh, and, I mean, obviously, www.theinvisiblepodcast.com, too. Oh, of course. Of course. Right. Thank Don't you, Bill. We have a website, Drew. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Uh, speaking of YouTube, if you head over to our YouTube, we have a new video up of Wyatt Lane and his lovely wife, Nicole, uh, because there is a new Adam Eve in an Adam Eve video game out that is exclusive to Steam uh, that Wyatt and Nicole uh, streamed for us. And it's, uh, yeah. what is it, the, the first two chapters, is that right, Wyatt? Yeah, we played through the first two chapters. Um, we had initially, like, we were trying to figure out a way for all of us to be on stream, like, watching it at the same time. But that's super difficult to make work with our setup and and having everybody see the screen and have it captured and have all of us so we we decided to do me playing through it the first time actually nicole playing through it the first time we were gonna have just both of us on stream she loves adam eve she loves visual novel style games so she actually was the one who brought it up as a suggestion and i talked to ryan about it a little bit and then set it up and she started playing it which is really fun because she loves the show she's watched all of the show and knows a lot of things about the comic because i just couldn't help it and just told her all the things as i was reading it but she doesn't know enough of it that the, she still has some questions about like who people are that are showing up so that was a lot of fun i may have like committed to doing an impression of kill cannon <laughs> and reading his lines and regretted it very quickly after that but you know go watch and, and the, tell me how well i did the impressions that. are great and you guys just have obviously great chemistry but not but like 
the balance between you knowing certain things and her like really wanting to know, but having just enough knowledge yeah. based on the show and everything you've told her in the past and everything. Like, it's just perfect. And I mean, she made Adam Eve earrings for this thing. It's so great. She did. She That's did. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's going to be uh, more to come. So they did the first two chapters. And so definitely again, hit subscribe on our YouTube page for keep an eye out when, uh, when the next videos are going to come out. I feel like Nicole is going to, uh, join uh Brittany and liz uh in the the like side invincible podcasters that they like that people like more than they like us yeah right so <laughs> I mean, it's very possible and we will be doing a, a full discussion once all four of us have played the game you know and we're going to talk more about it mm -hmm. on an upcoming episode yeah indeed uh one thing i wanted to talk about uh because if you're watching this episode you're probably, uh, I, I would hope that you have seen episode four of Invincible. So there's one thing I wanted to bring up because it's a little tricky for the four of us. Um, we got uh, screeners, so we are recording this before episode four drops. So I wanted to bring up the potential that some news got announced that we're not sure about. Do you guys think that episode four ends with see you guys in January, February, see you guys in March? Will episode five and the return of season two be announced at the completion of mm. episode four or maybe the next day it gets announced? I would think that if it happens, it is not attached to the video. It will be announced in a tweet or a post or whatever on Invincible Friday. And if not then, then not till maybe mid to late December. So it's either the Invincible Friday right after or much later. Yeah, I agree. Because that's what when season one was airing and it was around like this time as we're getting close to the end of the season, everyone's like, where's the news about being renewed or being picked up for future seasons? And it was just like a tweet that they put out of Kirkman telling Stephen Young that they got picked up for two and three. So I think it'll be something similar to that. I don't think it'll be like a, a little like post credits or like ending screen teaser. It'll be announced via like Twitter. A big part of the reason why I think Here. just because, sorry, just because I don't think it's easy for them to add something onto a video package. Like once it's made, I think like yeah. whatever we got as screeners, like that is the completed thing. I don't think they go in and make changes. Um, that often to something like this i think that would be an easy thing to do yeah, though i think so here's yeah because they they have next ons that they have you know what but i mean and, and those like are always and stuff like that like the previously ons are always what we've always had too like those are attached to the screeners and everything like that and since there's nothing at the end of episode four from what we've seen i don't think there's going to be something added i i I may disagree. I think I'm going to say that TJ, I think there would be something at the end, like, you know, I'd like for there to be coming, coming soon or coming back in January or February, whatever it is, because the casual watcher of Invincible, which I mean, it's three times the amount does not follow it on Twitter, doesn't follow us on YouTube, doesn't like follow that kind of news. It's just they, when it shows up, they watch it. So I feel like they would want to keep the momentum going by having a little yeah. He's like that too. And I think that maybe even between then and now we could get like a Rex Explode episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, just in those couple weeks, Explode. they just, you know, they go ahead and just Why make not? one of those. I think <laughs> it would be cool. I, I don't know. I, my overall prediction, I think that it's going to be Friday. There's going to be an uh, invincible Friday 
the day that uh, episode four releases or like technically the day after it releases. Um, but I think it would it there's definitely a possibility that they do it on the tail end of episode four um, and then they could just erase it even cooler. And I don't think this is going to happen if they did like a coming whenever uh, part season two, part two. And then we get like almost like a little trailer a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of but like I, I think it's going to be an announcement like on Friday. By now, everybody that has seen episode four, everybody has seen what we have seen. How good does that feel? Everybody just take a breath. <laughs> we could just talk about anything and everything. <laughs> so there's we don't nothing have to we worry can't about spoil. So we can, we can officially say now that there are two scenes that we have seen in trailers that we have not seen in the first half of season two. We've been sitting on that one yeah, for really? a month now. So we know that the Lizard League moment uh, uh, attacking Rex, mm-hmm. that's in the first trailer. We have not seen that. And then there's the, the in that quick teaser trailer uh, video that they put out where Rex says that we're still the best team in the universe, in the universe or whatever. Haven't seen that mm-hmm. either with him talking to Invincible. Um, so two Rex, two Rex scenes, TJ. Yeah. That's it's from the Rex Blood episode that Bill's yeah. talking about that they're just going to shadow, drop, drop. shadow drop that. Yeah. It's two um, hours yeah, long. That'd be, too. that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, so let's get into your thoughts on episode three. Whoa, already? Oh, can we do emails first? Oh, your That's thoughts, we, episode three. I think Sorry. he means yeah. he means your thoughts. <laughs> oh my god! As in, like yours. the listeners, I'm not talking to you, like Ryan. <laughs> episode three. Are we going you back talking to the listeners? <laughs> what episode are we talking about? What are we allowed to say? <laughs> it's been a crazy month, guys. It's been a crazy month. All right, so uh, I'll start. I have an email from our friend Travis, and I'm old. I know. I got to put the glasses on. They glare. (laughs) Isn't Travis Thetis? Travis. Hey, Invincible Podcast pals. Travis, a.k.a. Thetis here. There you go. And what an episode, though, to be honest, your email section on your previous podcast is just as good, maybe better than an episode of Invincible. I'll try some, uh, uh, sorry. I'll try to be quick. So here's some rapid fire. Alan, the alien getting his own story and title card was amazeballs. Peter Cullen is the man. I did swear out loud when the writing credits popped up for Alan's part, thinking the episode mm-hmm. was over. Uh, I have no problem with changing Talia into general for the show. Uh, but maybe make her ACT act. like a general. Like capitalized act. act. What is that? Make her that act is. like a general. Oh, when it's make all capitals, act. I'm thinking it's like, <laughs> no, it's like you a... Thought it was. Like a <laughs> I thought it was like... like uh, I know what you mean. Like a, not a general, but yeah. like, an, like an ACT. Like ACT Dween reporting for duty. Like an ACT, because obviously ACT stands for what, TJ? <laughs> I was asking. I thought you might know. <laughs> so glad um, this is on the internet. Maybe forever. make her act like a general. Three hostiles have arrived near your world, and they are destroying your fellow soldier, friend, lover, and what will the and what they will do next? Alert the troops. Warn the council. Call Thetis to inform him of the situation and ask for orders. I get it. I get that one Viltrumite could conquer a planet and probably kill every soldier and ship you throw at them. But come on, do something. 
Seance Dog was magically magnificent. I can't wait for Thraxa, the Thraxa throwdown, and the Oliver intro. Overall, I enjoyed the episode very much, but I really enjoyed your your enjoyment of the episode. Thank you, as always, Ryan, Bill, the sweet one, and my prediction partner, Wyatt. Keep up creating, and I'll keep listening. Love, Travis, a.k.a. Thetis. Yeah, I think... It, I'm going to forever call it the Thraxa throwdown from now on. That's I really like how that sounds. It sounds like a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, it's the Thraxa throwdown. I think... um you know, Travis says it right there. Like, there's nothing she could have done. She saw that there was three of them there that that probably would have led, like you say, Travis, to even more death and destruction had she mm-hmm. done anything. And especially being shocked and in that moment. That was like less than a minute. You know, she gets thrown up against the wall. Like, she turns around. Alan's there. And like, it happens. I think it's honestly like, quick. what's what do you think Thetis could do? Does in he that have moment? like powers? Does he can he do anything? I don't know. I think Yeah, go go on. You don't want to talk about spoilers. <laughs> I so. No, we could we're talking. I mean, we spoil the comic. Um no, I, mean, I don't again, think that's I don't think any, people, I don't, people don't know about Thetis. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree I that Thetis that would have done anything. No. And I, I agree that it would make sense for somebody who is a general to like start, you know, mobilizing the troops or whatever. I think one that would take away from the moment that we got of her watching Alan and him smiling back at her, like we talked about yeah. in the last breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it does just like it reinforces that like if Viltrumites show up, they have no defense. Yeah. There is no plan for how to deal with them because they're just outmatched by them, especially if there's three. So yeah, right. it, it didn't bother me too much. I can see the the logic behind wanting her to do something like that though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one here. Hey, now another great episode of the show and the podcast too. Didn't realize you guys jumped in the chat room when you premiered the episodes on YouTube. I caught it this past Friday and it added an extra layer of fun. Also, now that we, that we are at the final episode for a while, can Bill reveal what his favorite episode ever is? How about everyone else? Mine might be season two, episode two, because I think it might be the funniest. When's our next Invincible Friday? I'm voting Friday, February 2nd. All the best, Mered. Um, So, yeah, on our first uh, ever, like, announcement video that we have seen the first four episodes, um, Bill, you said that this is, you have a new favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? it? Three. It was three. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it was Still. three. So, yeah. Yeah, hands down. Because, I mean, we were expecting what happened in episode four to happen right it was it was expected but when that fucking scene happened with alan getting pulled out and the music and like his smile it the level of emotion that was there that they were able to do even liz who wasn't actively watching it she was like the fucking music right here like episode three seance dog episode three feels like two episodes it's almost cheating you've got all the alan stuff and then you've got the other stuff which is back Mm -hmm. on earth shape smith some of the funniest moments in the series i mean then then of course the ending everything with um you know seance dog showing up and then taking him it just kept going so yeah Yeah. i'm I'm with you bill what about you guys i i agree that three had three is like the buffet of invincible you get all the different flavors you get a little bit of everything episode four the one we're finally getting to talk about now is without a doubt my favorite of it's the main like when we finished three and you talked about 
when you talked about it being like the best, I was like, yeah, I could see that. I might put maybe like episode eight of season one above it, or even episode one of season one slightly above it. But you know, I could go either mm-hmm. way. As soon as I, it, it was 10 minutes into us watching this episode when we were all watching yeah. on stream that I unmuted myself. And I was like, guys, this is already the best episode yeah. of Invincible. You're not it's crazy. so good. You're not crazy. It's I, so good. I can't wait. I, I legit had a hard time not crying during the scene, the the mirrored scene with that. Well, oh my God, yeah. dude, it was good. But I like, again, episode three, it just felt the most invincible. Like they felt super yeah. confident in their storytelling. They weren't afraid to be crazy and different and like go off into space and come back and the humor yeah. and the emotion. And like, it just, it had everything in it that when you're reading an invincible comic, the feeling that you get is the same feeling I got when I watched. Yeah, episode I, I agree. It is. And like I said, that of it being the buffet, I think it is the buffet yeah. where you're getting all those things. Episode four, I think is more of like a single dish it's just a really good dish, you know, yeah. like it's, it's <laughs> a lot delicious. of, a lot of food, a lot of food. <laughs> I'm sticking with the metaphor. Okay. It's almost dinner time for me. So <laughs> for me, I mean, none of you guys aren't wrong. I mean, there, it, it, oh, every no. episode of yeah. Invincible is, is great. Not disagreeing with anything that you guys said, but I'm still partial to episode five of season one. You had Titan, oh, you had great. Battle Beast, you had Machine You're Head. Wrong. Yeah. It was, it was a great, yeah. Uh, Rex Blowit episode. It was a cool Omni Man episode because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, I love episode five of season one. I think that's probably still my favorite. Nice. So. That is not at all, not at all what I thought. That's a that's a random one, TJ, in my opinion. But think so. But Battle again, Beast, yeah. Titan. It was the yeah. one I would say, other than the yeah. premiere and the finale of season one, it was the one that got the most attention in season one. It was mm-hmm. the one where people were like, "Oh my gosh, did you watch this episode?" So I, yeah. I get it. And again, I feel like honestly, you could make a case for any of Just the not. episodes, yeah. and I would be like, "I, I get why you feel that way." Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all right, Bill or Wyatt? Uh, I can start. I've got one from Chris Wise, and it starts in all caps: "Breaking news." Hi, Chris Wise here from the Invincible Podcast, Podcast News. Tonight, our top story concerns the internet celebrity whose pizza debt dwarfs that of any other nation's national debt. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Bill Lake. <laughs> he says, holy shit, dude, that was the most prepared episode I've ever seen. I mean, F the actual Invincible episode. That was the performance of a lifetime. Even in the later recorded email section, I was impressed. But after the rest of the episode, I'm floored. This is a hard 15 out of 10 on Bill's preparedness. You definitely come a long way from being quiet for like 20 minutes while Ryan and TJ discuss things, all while you're studying the two pages that you need to talk about so that when it comes up, you jump in, take over, and sound like you're prepared. I speak for everyone in the Invincible community when I say we are proud of you. (laughs) But all jokes aside, this show would not be nearly as good without you, so keep doing your thing. As for the episode, you guys hit just about every nail on the head, so I'll avoid being redundant. I was blown away and was definitely not expecting it to keep going like that on so many occasions. The refreshed script continues to surprise me, uh, continues to surprise me on how they change things, honestly, based on logic. Of course, Amanda would know how to get into a movie. Of course, Amber would be fine with him leaving, especially after he almost died saving the literal planet and after she just told him to trust himself. I love, love, love all of it, and I can't wait for episode four. Stay awesome, guys, especially you, Bill. Love, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Wow. 
I'm going to try to stay as humble as humanly possible and just try to stay quiet and not excited about that one. But I am going to rewatch. I am going to rewatch this clip and show everyone I know of you reading this email. You did ask for it. You did ask, you know, yeah, for. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. All right. No? Um, so I'll, I'll meet her. I'll, I'll read one from I'm like, I'm like speechless right now. I'm like shaking. I'm so excited. You compose yourself. You got to pretend you prepared this email, too. Exactly. Uh, hey crew, can't believe we are here already at the end of the first half. Love being able to see all of the Invincible fans and online groups light up and activate again. It's like a big, warm internet hug. Side note, a tweet about Dinosaurus got some good traction. Just saying, this is by Mitch Crasson, by the way. Uh, love all the episodes, but have to question slash only small. Have a question slash only small criticism I have of this whole season so far. What do you think of Omni-Man showing up at the end of the episode of episode three for how much time we went by for us in real world? Um, from our perspective, we went only one episode not hearing J.K. Simmons' lovely voice. Do you think that was enough time for us to forget about him for a bit? Uh, even so, two things I love so far. Small details like William being a Lady Yaya fan make me smile constantly, especially on rewatch. Second, Sandra goddamn O. Uh, has put on an incredible performance so far. Can't wait to see where they take her plot line. Love you guys tons. Keep it up and ready for the big episode this week. Mitch Cresson. Um <clears throat> Sandra O. Yeah, man. She And she is getting a ton of love. If there is one thing that IGN is saying positive about <laughs> this season so far, it's Sandra O. Yeah. Like, they, they love her, and she is absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, and what what do you guys think? Do you think that Omni Man's presence this, was the, like yeah. accurate? Felt right? This is something that we talked about a bit before the you know seeing this season, and you know I would say that yeah, I mean I wanted there to be a huge gap. I wanted it to be you know six, seven episodes, end episode seven with you know the reveal that he you know you know hey Mark, it's been a while, um, but that's just not realistic, and I think that they did the right thing for what the show is for the demand for this character for how much they love this character for having jk simmons you got to do it sooner um i think that mm-hmm. they made the right call of course i love the, the the tease the long gap because then you forget about him and everything like that but you can't not have a season you can't have a season without jk simmons and and this character with how big he is i think yeah. that like i like that they did it at episode three because everybody thought it was going to be episode four and when Seance Dog, when he opened up the door and it was Seance Dog, like we were all screaming. Like we watched it together. We were all freaking out. I mean, because none of us expected that. We thought that that's how episode four was going to end. So I like that they did it in episode three. They could have done it on episode five or episode six, but like there's so much that still needs to happen. Like we got to go. Yeah, like and I get it. So so mm-hmm. I, I I understand why they did episode three and I liked it. So. I think I think it's all relative based on the the medium that you're, you know, ingesting this content on. I think a comic can do that where it where you don't see a character for a long time. I mean, think about it. You're reading a comic once a month. You know what I mean? So, like, if you go two issues without seeing a character, you haven't seen that character in two months. And it's a huge deal. This is kind of the same thing. Just like, obviously, we're not getting one episode of Invincible a month, but it still felt right. I, I didn't feel like we he was 
in there too much and I didn't feel like he wasn't in there enough. I really do feel like they they did it well bring, putting him in episode 1 with that scene mm-hmm. and then not touching him again until the very end of this episode and I I just I feel like it was right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's probably I'm sure it could have been more maybe more impactful if it was a longer gap, but I did not at all feel like it was lacking impact when mm-hmm. he shows up. So I I'm okay with the the pacing of it. Yeah. Yep. And again, and if you think about it, like in reading comics, it almost makes more sense because there's there's a baby involved here, and he's been seeing this person, so he's moved on and fallen in love with this insect creature. So in the comic, it makes more sense because physical more time has passed, and it's harder to do that in a show, even with like the time jump from like an episode. Well, it would be episode three where he's like, oh, it's school now from two to three. What's nice is even though, yes, viewers got to see an alternate version of him in episode one, viewers haven't seen this version of Nolan in two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Real time. So that's pretty cool. So at least they gave us that, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, TJ. All right. Uh, Next episode or next email comes from Hunter. Hey, guys. In the latest episode, Rudy ate a Burger Mart burger. In season one, the Mahler twins grew him from Burger Mart burgers. Is he a cannibal? That's all. Love the podcast. Keep it up, Hunter. The best email we've ever got. That that question right there is what makes our podcast so popular and important because that's the kind of stupid shit we would fucking argue about i love forever. it ever i love great, it. great great email it would be funny if he bit into it, like it tastes like nothing it just tastes like just nothing that would be funny oh man yeah that's good great great email mm-hmm. and yeah he's a cannibal sure, sure. <laughs> it would be funny if you like he was like you know i bit my tongue like when i first started using it to talk and it kind of tastes like that that would yeah been, that would have been pretty funny yeah I love it. See how we're spending a lot of time on this email? That just goes to show that, <laughs> that right. it's a quality question right there. All right, I got the first one, and now we're getting into our doodle section of emails. First one comes up from Luis Cortez. Uh, Hi, Invincible Podcast. As promised, I write again with my thoughts and a doodle for episode 203. I loved Alan's backstory and the title card. The narrator de- delivered his lines with a perfect, ca- perfectly campy tone. He nailed the introduction of the failures in the Unopen breeding camp and of baby Alan. I laughed out loud when the Alan the Alien title card dropped. Just as you guys did, I loved every single line Seance Dog said. Again, perfectly campy writing and voice acting. Just as in the comic, it made me wish we actually got the chance to hang out more with Science Dog or Science Dog. Uh, Skybound needs to sell an actual seance dog poster as merch. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Yes, yeah. please. That's, oh my that's God. The same one? They, Corey Walker, make, like the same make one. The same Mark's thing. poster. Identical. Same yeah, exact That's really thing. smart. Sell I'll it. buy the figure that that's he That's awesome. Had, you yeah, know, make every Skybound. Skybound, yeah. listen to this. That's easy. It man. always gets announced. Ryan, I remember one episode we recorded. It was a merchandise one where you're like, I could really go for an invincible ugly sweater and then the next day yeah i remember they that. announced that they had yeah. you're right that was funny uh for predictions yeah. i expect episode 204 to adapt all three climactic battles the secret invasion the lizard league mission and the Viltrumite fight on thraxa if so it will indeed be crazy just as kirkman promised at san diego comic-con looking forward to this oh, week's man. podcast luis cortez um yeah though i had i thought that maybe that would happen too but yeah as you know now that did not happen we'll talk more about that later when we talk about this episode 
Um, mm-hmm. And then our first doodle is uh, sent to you guys. It's the first image I sent you. Oh, so good. Yeah, I'm that's great. Yet. That's perfect. Wow. It's the perfect companion to my doodle from episode three oh, of the cancel table. Right. I love this. It's so perfect. I love it. It's really good, too. Yep. The brain actually cool. looks edible. Like, I, I would. Now I understand. <laughs> now, you know, I understand why Talia was eating that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you just want to share a meal with Talia, you know? Yeah. Why? Do you have Italian. our next doodle? I do. I have an email that has a doodle with it. Uh, all right. This is from Jordan. Uh, he says, hello, gang. Hope all is well and you're ready to enjoy the holidays. Just want to say that I am enjoying this show so much. It's insane. <laughs> season two is surpassing season one for me by far, and I know it'll only get better. The way the show is elaborating and improving on characters who are just background people in the comic is just mind blowing to me. Loved the last loved last week's episode. And as a comic reader, the pacing is just so great. Not feeling rushed or dragging either. Just right. I do wonder what Thetis is up to by powering down Alan's machine. We all know Alan is too much of an important character to be killed off in the show. So maybe this is a gap to explain how his powers work. Maybe Thetis will tell him, A, he powered down the machine to make Alan come back faster or stronger so his body can tap in and work overtime to come back and elaborate on that instead of the comic just making it happen. Or B, he powered it down to move him to a place that's more secure but wanted to fake out the audience. Uh, no complaints on my side either Either way. Just interesting how one little altered action can make a difference when it comes to comparison and discussion. Love the show and keep up the good work. Love always, Jordan. And then he says, P.S. Here's my Invincidoodle. So this would be the this second. Second oh, one? I'm sorry. Wait. Second one. Actually, it is. Let me check. Yeah, it is the second one. Okay. I sent you. Awesome. I almost drew Wow. That. That's that was what, which is very similar to to your it's doodle, what, right? Yeah, that's what I drew. Yeah, the eyeball. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Wow, nice Look at so you good. guys with the cheatery included. The red. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, it's allowed. We'll accept it. It's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have the last one. Give me one moment here to pull this up. Oh, All right. Uh, so this there, is he does he did ask you know about. Um, Thetis shutting Alan. Alan's machine off. Yeah, and I, yeah, hundred percent. It's hundred percent to kickstart his. Um, we didn't talk power. about it last episode. Yeah. So my first thought was, I think no, we did. No, I, I, we we listened back to it when we were in the chat on the YouTube premiere. We just say, and he goes in and shuts it off, and then credits, and then we were talking about how it like ended the episode. We didn't talk about why Thetis did it. So yeah. initial thoughts, guys. Like, why did Thetis do it? I th- I could have sworn we said that it was to because his it makes him stronger. I think we probably but, talked about that while we were watching it. I think yeah, that's um, what it was. But, yeah, yeah, maybe that could be it. But does Thetis know that? Does he know that he has to like kill him? Is that a thing? Like, I mean, that was my initial thought too. But I've heard a couple people, including Mara over on Twitter, say uh, that maybe it's to help discover the mole. Like everybody thinks Alan is dead, and add another like. You know, hmm. I could see. I that. did like that. I, yeah, I did. I did see that. That um, I don't know. Now I don't know, TJ. Because yeah, he does. He doesn't know. Like, why would he think that? Right? Is it that he gets close to death and whatever doesn't kill him makes him stronger, or is whatever kills him makes him stronger and he has to die? And why would he hmm. know? I, again, like that's something that like 
you know, Jordan was saying, comic readers don't know. And that was a cool twist. Like we were like, what, yeah. what, this is new. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Interested to hmm. see where that goes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I have one here from Scotty. Hey, Invincible crew. Uh, Great episode as always. I love the breakdown of season two, episode three, and the implications for the rest of the season. I enjoyed the changing dynamics of the Guardians roster and everyone knowing something is off with Shapesmith. I liked Mark's encounter with Seance Dog, leading to his reunion with Omni Man, of course. I loved having Optimus Prime as Thetis. And now when I read Thetis in the comics, I hear Peter Cullen's voice. I liked having Thula and Lucan. Mame Allen instead of three generic Viltrumites doing it, at, uh, doing it, and even having Thula use her bladed hair against Allen. I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Allen, and Thetis may have faked taking Allen off of life support to protect him. To your point, or to the to last yeah. reader's point. Um, anyway, I found some invincible doodles I made twelve years ago. <laughs> In the eighth grade before I read the comic and my only exposure to Invincible was reading comic vine entries for the character, the characters. I drew Invincible, Omni-Man, Grand Regent Thrag, Doc Seismic, a Viltramite, and both Darkwings. I thought you might enjoy them. Sincerely, Scotty. Is this real life? This is real. That's the third image I sent you. That's amazing. I'm looking at it now. This is awesome. The two Darkwings. Yeah. Doc Seismic. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's yeah, but is cool. this something that he really did? And yeah, it has I mean, because it looks like a child. Oh, yeah, it? I mean, saying that like he did it off of the uh, uh, comic vine entries and everything like that uh, before yeah. even reading the comic, you're just so into these characters. You're reading comic vine entries and drawing them. That's that's cool. That's amazing. I think Doc Seismic might be my favorite. Yes, I agree. I was going to say that. It, it is yeah. great. It's so it weird great. that it looks like Doc it's Seismic, perfect. even though it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a testament to Corey Walker's designs, you know, that you just need the simplest parts of it. And you're like, that's them. that's right. Right. Yeah. So thank you all for sending yeah. in your emails and your doodles. And again, if you uh, if you want to send in your emails and doodles for episode four, be sure to reach out to us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com. The current plan is Are to you- be doing an episode um, where it'll be a little bit more of a season two part one wrap up you know we're going to go over your emails maybe have some more uh fun stuff planned for that episode but that episode some really fun stuff shortly there's a little tease a little hint uh shall we how do you not know you're a part of the podcast (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) are we ready to dig into the finale of season two part one all right episode four let's dig in it opens up right off the bat it opens up where we left off at the end of season one with omni-man omni-man is standing over mark's broken body he starts tearing up and he flies up into space man and like hearing the breathing immediately was like something yeah. different. Like you didn't have the music, like you just, you're yeah. hearing Nolan's side of it. You're hearing it from his perspective yeah. now. Yeah. And you're going to, mm-hmm. and then we continue on through his perspective. Uh, Nick cave and the seeds um, song avalanche starts playing and we get, I think, is it even, is it even 
arguable that this is the greatest music montage that we've gotten in all of Invincible. Sorry, Sorry Wyatt. I think Sorry. this and Radiohead are tied for me still. Oh, I know that that's just that I'm also a huge Radiohead fan, and I love that sequence of Mark flying around the whole yeah. city. But yeah, you're not wrong that this is like, I was I was emotional immediately 15 seconds into the episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so good. The song so, Avalanche starts playing. Uh, go ahead, Bill. No, I was just going to say, so it is the song Avalanche by that guy in that band. Nick Cave and the actually, Seeds. Yeah, but it's not them performing it. It's a remake of the song um, that was done for the show Black Sales. Because mm. I went and I bought the album. I'm like, why can't I find oh, this really? song? And it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, this does not sound right. Um, so then I did a little bit more research and it's it's a yeah. Yeah, I a, noticed it was. I think it it's harder Nick Cave and the Seeds, though. It was it was maybe the maybe the original song was by somebody else in Nick Cave and the Seeds because I also downloaded it and it is absolutely it is it. Yeah, really? Bill, it's not on an album. It is um, it is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It is a single like that was released that is a little bit harder. It's not on any of their albums, but on Spotify, it is just a single. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's just released as a single because it was made for that show or whatever. so but anyways uh, like the moment like he's flying and then all you know his hands lower and you it's revealed that he has a full beard and it's like that moment of oh he passed. didn't stop he just kept going so, so. we get a, an incredible montage of omni-man flying he's aging he's sitting on the moon and he's just contemplating he's staring up oh, it was so good uh he's flying and traveling by different planets and galaxies uh, you see that he's in pain. Um, tears are in his eyes. Uh, then it shows him floating right in front of a black hole. Wow, there you go. Black hole. <laughs> uh, he's standing there. The music's going. It's so emotional. And then he just slowly allows the black hole to take him. And he starts floating towards the black hole. Um, as he's allowing the black hole to take him, um, he see he notices in the distance an alien ship that's in distress as it's being taken. Um, he saves the ship and the aliens that are inside. Omni Man flies them back to their planet, uh, and the aliens start asking him questions about who he is and where he came from. So, a couple things, real quick. First off, I realized we didn't do quick impressions of like the, of the episode, which is fine. We're going to talk about it as we go here. the The moment of him standing there in front of the black hole. The second he like, you see him let go and his, like the animation, his body just kind of like go limp as it starts to pull him in. That like image is an image that is going to be like ingrained in my brain forever. That more than anything that has happened in two seasons, mm -hmm. that image right there, like is haunting. Like it's what, yeah. What I love because about he, it like, is he, he can stop himself. Yeah, like is the is the subtly or the the it's so subtle. Like if you literally if you blink long enough, you can miss this amazing animation. I can't believe the animators were were reserved enough to like not make it, you know, like so obvious. It was just like yeah. you could just see him like relax enough, like Ryan, what you said to just like slowly float just towards it. It was perfect. Go limp. Yeah. It was and perfect. like yeah. and he would have had something not got his attention. And a great thing that you can catch on multiple viewings is you see Andressa as a child on that ship. She has the same outfit. Yeah. She has the same like red gem stone, you know, thing on her chest and, and, and down mm -hmm. the, the gold rings on her antenna. 
and they keep that character design for when she's older. She has the same like outfit style. So it's, and she's yeah. obviously much younger and you, and it cuts to her multiple times. Like even when they're back on the planet, it's her looking at him, like, like really enthralled by him. And I was like, Oh, yeah. come on. Like, like that yeah. was cool. Yeah. She says that he saved her life, which is what made and, me go back. And, and, up, and upon, yeah. Upon the second rewatch, I was like, so she was on the ship and I'm like, Oh yeah, there she is. Obviously. Right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to present day where we left off, uh, on the previous episode, Mark and Nolan are face to face. Uh, Mark is clearly pissed off. He starts walking toward Nolan and he clenches his fist and you can see Nolan like, all right, we're about to fight. And he almost like prepares for it. And then Mark gives him a big hug. And this, this scene, the adaptation of this scene, I should say is, I feel like such a perfect representation of what the show does so well, because reading this scene in the comic, it feels very cinematic in the comic where it shows like the, the close up on them. It shows both of their hands. It shows them make the fist. Mm -hmm. And then the next page is them hugging. And it feels like I remember reading it being like, Oh, I could see this, you know, in live yeah. action or in animated form. And the fact that you get all of that and you get them making the fist and are they going to fight? But then you also get Mark like, punking omni-man right. and he like lunges forward yeah. i like gasped watching it where even though i still got everything that i wanted to get from it they still gave me just a little bit more that i was surprised by that i loved that was so like shocking is, uh, so so perfect. and that's something you can't do in a comic like having yeah. somebody yeah. do that motion it, it it that's harder to portray so having like yeah. that added thing ah mm -hmm. yeah that's cool i thought that um the episode before was going to end with, with the clenched fist and uh, them like grimacing at each other and about to fight. And then this episode would open up with the hug. Um, I'm kind of glad that they didn't separate it though, but I think it worked yeah. out. It was great. Um, so Mark asks, asks Nolan about the Flaxons. Like, why am I here? Like, don't the Flaxons need my help? Um, Nolan, the Thraxons. What did I say? Not the flat. You said Flaxons. Oh, shit yeah. thraxons um thraxons, need thraxons. like they thraxons, thraxons and flat thraxons oh shit we never <laughs> never even noticed that did what? we <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the thraxons uh he asks about them no one says no they do they do need your help this i, I need your help you know mark gets really pissed off and he starts like yelling at him and oh my god like steven young in this whole scene and honestly this whole episode was so yeah. good uh mark gets angry uh asks nolan why do you think i would ever want to even see you again what makes you think uh, i would want to help um mm -hmm. they argue about everything that omni man did mark said that uh he should apologize but even then it wouldn't make a difference um because of everything that he had done yeah. uh mark says fuck you and flies off so like fucking awesome dude shit one thing that the amount of times he says that to him too, there's so many just such a perfect, like, in this episode uh, across the board it. each one of them are very meaningful they're though, all good delivered mm -hmm. so like yeah, i was yeah. talking to somebody who had read the comics and everything and they were excited for this upcoming episode and they're like i just hope mark doesn't get over it so easily like he does in the comics because that was a a a, a issue they had in the comic where it's just like mark is just bawling and he's like please come home please come home um and he's more you know more forgiving and i in the if i may i think that may 
that may have to do with the fact that in the comics, it was a lot more time that went by. So with time comes healing and you kind of forget all that shit and you just miss the person so much. This And is the still fight was of... a little less brutal in the comic. Not to say that it yeah. that didn't still have a big impact, but yeah. like all those things and things that we talked about at the end of season one, it's like, how do they mm-hmm. redeem this guy? How do they even get yeah. close? And starting the episode mm-hmm. with this really sympathetic tone and then backing it up by not only Mark being like, fuck you, but Debbie also like being like in her state, they're, they're not letting this go easily, which is like, thank you. No, Nolan even says like, he's like, Mark, listen, I made a mistake. And and Mark is like a mistake. You killed how many people he, and Mark and Nolan's like, you know, what do you want me to say? And he's like, you could have, you could have started by apologizing. And then like, you know, Mark says, fuck you. He flies up to leave. Nolan follows after him. And he, he tells Mark, listen, you can't go home. You're millions of miles away. You don't know the way stay and help the Thraxons. They'll build you a ship and they'll navigate you home. Um, Nolan reiterated that the Thraxons need his help, uh, and Mark agrees to give Nolan five minutes to explain. Uh, and and he even reiterates, he's like, "I'll give you five minutes for them, not mm-hmm. for you." Yeah. Uh, if you if you go back, sorry, if you go back and you listen to Stephen Young and Invincible have the argument with Nolan before the big fight when he was like, "I don't care if I live a fucking million yeah. years." Like, if you just listen to that discussion and then this one Stephen young did he did something to his voice like he literally sounds more juvenile and like really off the hook like he just doesn't like know how to control his emotions and with this fight mark is just so confident with like how he feels and what he's telling nolan i just i, I love the, the, how it, much the it gives the changed. it gives the feeling that like and if you're Mark, he's had this conversation in his head a bunch of times too. Exactly. Of like, if yeah. I see him again, this I'm going to yeah. say, fuck you. Like I'm going to, this is all that rage that he's been feeling for mm-hmm. however long it's been for him at this he's point. He's not getting an opportunity to actually say it to his face is so, ah, uh, it's so good. And season one, episode yeah. eight, he was shocked. Like this was all like happening to him and he's struggling yeah. to process. Panic. He's processed this for months and months. So like you're saying, this is, this is everything he's been thinking. So yeah, he and and Stephen Young absolutely did deliver. Yeah. So yeah. that so he he tells him, "I'll give you five minutes." They're heading to uh, Nolan's home, uh, and on the way, as they're flying, Mark's like, "Oh, so you conquered this planet? Oh, good for you." And then Nolan says, "No, I didn't conquer this planet. They took me on. They asked me to be their champion." Um. Emperor. So they go to Nolan's home. Nolan tells Mark that he didn't conquer Thraxa. They asked him to be their champion. Uh, then Nolan starts like deep tonguing this alien. Can't believe like, he put this in. <laughs> brutal. Like, right like shot for shot. Mark. Dude, Mark, shot. In the, Mark in the background, the tongue's like right here. Yeah. Just going at it. Like hardcore. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I know it was a moment where I was like, I love a good like, straight from panel to screen adaptation didn't think i was gonna get that one but here we are okay but it really it really nails down the alien of this like this is so alien to mark yeah uh even in this scene like mark says i think a couple times like what the fuck is going on that's what i mean they had to to ratchet it up 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we find out that she is Andressa. Mark freaks out saying, um, how could you do this? You're married to mom. Nolan says like, I can never go back to earth. Like that, that, that life is, is, is gone from me. Um, he says like Andressa basically was not what he wanted to show Mark turns around and we get our first look at who we know as Oliver, mm-hmm. uh, baby Oliver, Mark screams. He goes, you gotta be. And then we get the invincible title card. And then it cuts. Fucking kidding me! Perfect. So good. So, <laughs> so good. way good. to mess with expectations and throw it in there in like one of the most shocking. For anyone that doesn't know the comics, this is like your mark in this situation. And so to mm-hmm. throw yeah. the title card at people when they least expect it at this peak moment when they're not prepared to hear the word invincible, like completely throws the expectations out the window and and like we've done it we've broken the mold they don't need to say invincible anymore to do it and mm-hmm. what a way to mm-hmm. introduce that yeah yeah and that, even the fact that like it comes back the split fucking, second right afterwards yeah adds to the randomness of it as well yeah like, it was, and then it was immediately great. cuts after yeah. that it's just finished yeah. that sentence yeah mm-hmm then I you... love this show like the fact that <laughs> it uses I'm sorry but the fact that it uses its title card in a fun way to like yeah. add to the story. It's not just like credits and yeah. like the title card. It's fucking like, I, I don't want to just like, gr- you know, graze over it. Like it's nothing. We appreciate the time and effort that it put. What if we put it here? Yeah. What if we put it here? What if we do this? Love yeah. it. Great job. It, add, it, it adds to the personality of the show because it's not a thing that other shows really do. So it's a thing mm-hmm. that like, it feels like a special treat yeah. when we get that because like, we yeah. know we're getting the story and we know there's going to be some changes, but like to get that as a sort of like fun gag, that is also teasing things to come later on. is yeah. so cool. And it's they use it, they use it in different ways too. They can like in this, they use it as like an exclamation point on certain moments. They use it as mm-hmm. a comedic moment and other points. It, they, they can use it any different way and they do, they use it so well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes you're waiting for it to happen in the show you're like when's it gonna when's it gonna come like the fact that just that something as simple as a title card can create anticipation laughter excitement like that's fucking cool and i think that's one of the things that kirkman told told us or told everybody is that like uh invincible played with tropes of comic books and it's gonna do do the same thing with like tv shows and we're seeing it happen and it's fun it's awesome i love it yeah uh then we get our next absolute fucking gut punch and this is such a genius scene olympus by blanchelle starts playing and we get a montage of uh debbie we cut to earth and we get debbie a montage of debbie that completely mirrors omni man's montage her going on long walks walking through uh, parks uh playgrounds what's that barefoot 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 this is this um, is the night after she walks down the middle of the street after talking to david Diggs' character uh and getting turned away from literally a support group right. she has nothing everyone is yeah. gone like it's so and like you said like you said tj of it mirroring the omni-man scene like they are she is in the same spot when she's walking horizontally across yep. the screen as where he's flying she's in the same mm-hmm. spot in the frame and then 
once she eventually gets to where she's on the highway overpass looking, it's framed the exact same way as Omni-Man looking at the black hole where it's a wide shot behind her. It goes a little closer behind her and then it does a close up on the face and it's exactly the same. Like I, I had them open in two Did windows you? to see if they oh. like line up perfectly and the whole thing doesn't line up perfectly. But the last shot, the way that it cuts and the way it's framed yeah. Yeah. is exactly the same between both scenes. And it's so that's so cool. When she yeah. we when we were watching it, like and and we were like, oh my god, it's it's mirrored. It's the same thing that Nolan did. It's contemplating just, just to say what it is before before you talk about it. It's her also contemplating like kind of suicide. Like it, it's it's alluding yeah. to the fact that she's debating jumping jumping off of the uh, the highway overpass. That yeah. that scene, like I I don't know what I was expecting. Like oh I like obviously because he's contemplating suicide in front of a black hole. It's like oh what is she gonna do? And then like I kind of got lost in it so when i saw it it was like the saddest moment like it's so it's almost hard to watch yeah and 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 getting a little ahead of uh, of the conversation here where we'll get to later with art is that like omni-man is this all-powerful being that can just be in front of this black hole and choose to go away she is not she had to do it on her own like will like she didn't get distracted i mean we don't know what happens. We don't know what led to this bridge. We don't know what happened after it, but she didn't, she didn't do anything. She moved on. And like that whole idea of strength and everything like that. And it's, there's a lot there. That's yeah. Um. So it cuts. So this part, we talk about Sandra O oh all the time and <laughs> she's been incredible ever since the first episode, uh, season one, this scene was where I was like, holy shit dude like she she really is incredible like it's unreal like it cuts to her talking to nolan's gravestone and she's talking basically to nolan asking like why not just take over the world and leave me out of it why marry me she kept saying over and over why why bother marrying me why me 20 years and none of it was real only mark was real i never knew you at all i never even fucking knew you so good Mm-hmm. And oh. it's it's worth pointing out, too, that like all of this for Debbie happens off screen in the comic. We don't really get this in the comic of seeing really Debbie go through this. We we talked about how like her breaking the cabinet door was kind of a parallel to the scene from the comic where Mark finds her and she's like clearly having a hard time. But getting to spend more time with her and getting to like hear her think out loud and process this does such a good job of like making us connect with her as a character more than I did in the comic, at least. And in the same way that like there are certain moments from the comic that made me want to like call my dad, this made me want to call my mom and just be like, Oh, like it's so emotional. It's so, it adds so much. I feel like to her character and, and highlights the humans that are living in this world too. And not just the superheroes. That's, that's the thing that got me is that like Nolan is a thousand, two thousand years old, right? So twenty years is like a day to him, not even, you know what I mean? But it is her entire life. Like it's it's the best years of her life. And he stole them from her. They were fake. Like which is to have that to have that robbed from her, like it, Wyatt, like, yeah, you wanted to call your mom. Like I wanted to reach out to somebody who like had their whole life ruined by somebody, you know what I mean? Or or yeah. felt like or felt like their life was wasted. Like you, we have one life, one, one small little blip on this planet. And she's sitting here asking, why did you ruin mine? Like why, why? Which is really interesting that oh. they, 
like they're showing this and making you sympathize her with like like so heavily in the same episode they're trying to make you sympathize with Omni-Man and and does that succeed and you know what I mean and can you imagine that task like here you go sympathize for both these characters at their absolute lowest when one is clearly the victim like that I'm pretty sure that's a yeah I'm pretty sure there are people that never forgave Nolan I think Liz being one of them (laughs) oh I know she's still she's like I don't give a fuck what happens to him even still she hates him yeah so I think I think that almost feels like their way of saying, listen, we are going to show you what Nolan's going through. We're going to show you that he's questioning what he's been doing. We're going to show you that he's having a change of heart. We're also going to show you why that doesn't make it OK. And that doesn't mean right, right. that he should be forgiven for everything, because these are complicated and it's not a good guy and a villain or you know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. Invincible I love that always they're allowing the it to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you move on? Can you move on? and forgive somebody without really forgiving them right like because he did something that was unforgivable you can't just ignore it but can you get past that ryan i don't know man you said something last episode that i talked to you a little bit about it and like i'm this is it's i mean yeah the future of if if debbie ever sees nolan again you know what i mean like the, the this look at what they did with mark and nolan in this episode and how it changed from the comic we're in for something and i think uh they know that look at what they did they put it right in front of us shot for shot like the the parallels between these two characters and how yeah but we're yeah. we're gonna how go on forever the we best go. episode guys come on <laughs> Wyatt. i was gonna say like i was gonna say like 15 minutes ago like a pod again talking about it again it's not the buffet we're not getting seance dog in this episode but man this oh it's so yeah. good i think it was one of the smartest episodes just in terms of like I mean, just what we're talking about here, the mirroring and yeah. Uh, then we cut to the Maulers. There was one Mauler that remained. Uh, and then we cut to two of them that are sitting on uh, beds. The, one of them is cloning the other and one of the Maulers sits up um, and turns to the other one. Uh, he looks at the other and he says, welcome to the living clone. The other sits up and says, not this time. You have all the scarring on the right on the right hand side. Right yep, side. the right hand side. Uh, he's the clone that remained from last time, and now they can tell the difference between the two of them. They know which one is the original, and as the original says, we now know who is the inferior. So I have to say this now because I don't know when else. The reason why Wyatt, I like the previous episode three a little bit more than this is this felt like episode eight of season one but also a little bit of like i don't know episode two of season two things like the maulers and you know some some of the adam eve stuff and everything like that it and even some of the donald stuff like unfortunately this ended up having to be a mid-season finale or whatever the end of part one and some of it feels like that and some of it doesn't um but that's not the episode's fault that's not their fault they wrote this episode they created this episode assuming that a week later we'd get episode five and it would follow up this isn't meant to be a finale but it's being kind of touted now and like thought about as a finale in the sorts and i think that some of the parts of this episode feel like that and some of it doesn't Mm. um yeah i i agree that the the b plots or the the other ones when we're cutting away from debbie and or mark and nolan um, aren't quite as 
exciting or, or quite quite as like thrilling yeah. as even the stuff in episode three doesn't really feel like it has a weak link necessarily yeah. like the the other stuff we get in episode three it is maybe like more consistently like yeah. at a at a 10 the whole yeah. time um but that, i think it's just the the good stuff in this episode and I, it outweighs it so much for me and you're, and you're not wrong and because the, yeah. the highs are so high um, but exactly, it, it does yeah. feel like there's a little bit of a roller coaster going in this episode. I agree. I agree. And all those, all those, I love all the Mueller stuff. I love everything that we're getting, but it's just as a whole thing, like episode eight, like it is just that it is just the two of them. And everything is about those two. Um, yeah. Whereas this one almost felt like it could have been that, but it didn't need to be because it's only episode four out of eight season, eight episode season. And this won't matter after episode five comes out because then it will always just be episode four out of eight. So it's so well, Ryan, you're saying that you're saying that, I mean, your favorite episode is, is also not a finale. It's not like yeah. a big episode. So, I mean, I think it's the same like episode. I don't think Wyatt likes it because it feels like a finale. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying like, because that's just the added reminder of like, Hey, this one's a big deal. And it's like, no, it, it would have been just as big a deal if it, we had an episode a week later. But I think that's just an added thing on top of the fact that it's like it, it feels a little bit up and down this episode. Whereas if yeah. you yeah, if you feel like you can pull your phone out and like check text messages that you got during the Mahler scene, does yeah. the Mahler scene really matter? I mean, there were, like, there were things Amber in episode three, though, outside three, the college I don't think, campus. I don't think yeah. three was like peak the entire way through. You had like the stuff with the Guardians yeah, and you had like a funny moment with the Guardians. Huh? I think it was. It was. I think it like uh, Wyatt was saying. I, I, it was. It had like a funny moment the whole way with Shapesmith. But other than that, like I think the Guardians was the lull of of episode three. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like peak the whole time. I don't know. I and, think and every honestly, episode has their lulls, anyways, and it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think every episode has their lulls. So I I I can understand why but, this is. But again, the highs in this one, like Wyatt's saying, are so high. The the yeah. lows feel a little bit more noticeable. And again, they're not bad. That's I'm just pointing it out. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna get a lot of angry emails, Ryan. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> we love the Maulers. How dare you, King Mauler? These characters. <laughs> uh, Donald. Donald shows up at the, at the Grayson home looking for Debbie, who's not home. Uh, he turns around and he sees all the rubble across the street. Uh, he goes to the rubble where he, where we know that he, uh, he died last season. He bends down, you know, kneels down into the rubble and he finds his glasses. I just have to say really quick. One of the most proudest moments was when Riker was watching this with me and he was across the street looking at the rubble and he started walking over and Riker was like, oh, he's going to find his glasses, isn't he? And then really? he pulls it up. He's like, oh, my God, yeah, dude, it was so great. I was like, oh, man, Aww, I love this kid. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Build like one day you will replace me on the podcast, Riker. <laughs> and be equally as unprepared. Uh, then we get a quick scene at college. Uh, Amber and William are walking and Eve shows up looking for Mark. Uh, they explain that he went off planet a week ago. Uh, Amber says that they should have brunch together the next day. And, you know, we know that Eve was looking a little distressed, like she really wanted to talk to Mark uh, about everything that had happened to her previously with her parents leaving the house and everything. Um, So we're back on Thraxa. Mark is telling Nolan that the timeline of Oliver doesn't match up uh, from when he left Earth. Um, Nolan says that the Thraxans age slower. Uh, Nolan explains how he found he, faster. Uh, faster. Faster. Thank you. Uh, 
Nolan explains how he found the Thraxons, how he felt the need to help them. Uh, he explains that the Viltramites now know that he left his post on Earth, and when they track him down, they'll see Oliver uh, as an inferior, and they'll kill him. Um, he needs Mark. Uh, he needs Mark's help to stop them. Um, he says, like, what I did on Earth is unforgivable, but if you don't help me save them, uh, everyone on this planet will die. Again, Stephen Young, like this whole scene, he's, he, he talks about, Nolan says, um, Oliver, like, he, he's your brother. And uh, Marcos, you don't get to put that on me. And just how he delivers mm-hmm. that line is just so good. More F-bombs uh, that are just, like, perfectly he's delivered. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Just fuck you. Like yeah. telling him, oh, so good. I love that because that's like, it's like Mark hearing all of this and he knows logically, oh, it's the right thing to do to help these he people not it. die. Mm-hmm. But also you're evil and you're terrible. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not like, no, like there's no words to explain that. It's just fuck you. Like it, yeah. uh, he's just, it's so he's good. And his tone is like, he's fed up and he's just, he, he can't believe how little he knows his father. Yeah. He like, his father went from, killing a lot of humans and be, and knocking his teeth out to then having a son. And he's just like, how much more can you disappoint me? Yeah. I, I even like, like the way he delivers, like I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Like, like, ah, uh, he's like struggling. Yeah. He says like, how, how would we even go about, go about doing this? And Nolan's like, listen, I'll train you. Like we, we, we can, we can do this together. Like, let me train you. And then Mark's like, like, stop. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And then we hear, Boom, we are crashing in the distance. Uh, Viltramites have arrived on the planet. Um, Nolan tells Mark to take Andressa uh, and Oliver to safety. Um, And then we cut to the Guardian base, the old Guardian base where Eve is staying. It's really cool that she she, like crashes there. Yeah, it is. But to your point, Ryan, I'm just like, wait. We're leaving what we just saw to to see Eve like sleeping but it's all alone good. in a dark room. It is good. Kill Cannon, is man. Good, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we cut to the Guardian base where Eve is staying. Uh, Kill Cannon arrives to steal robots tech. Um, he tries to steal a glowing orb. Let's talk about it. What do you guys think that is? I think it's a it's a. MacGuffin to get him in the mm-hmm. tower and to move the story I, along I with Eve. I think it means nothing. Nothing. We never yeah, see it again. I, I agree. I agree. Just a yeah. random glowing I, I orb. Just, I think it's just robot tech that he knows will yeah. power up his laser yeah. somehow. Okay. I, like, I like that she even says, put robot stuff back or something like that. Put robot's thing back. <laughs> just just yeah. leave mm-hmm. that thing alone. I think if it, I think if it ever comes back, it's going to be like, oh, I'm, my cannon's so much more powerful than it was because of that orb. And then like, I mean, his arm just gets like, ripped in, off. He puts it in like, the it's... slot and then his laser turns blue. Like, I think it just powers him yeah. up. He just used it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like it's a little random. Like, how did he power up his cannon before? Did he always steal robots tech? Like, I don't think so. I don't know. Again, that's that kill cannon lore that we love. Yeah. That I would love. See, to more. Give me a kill cannon episode. More. I'll do it. Is Rudy a cannibal? <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of shit. Anytime one of those conversations too much comes on. Is Rudy a cannibal? Is like, Rudy a cannibal? <laughs> so uh, Eve tells him to put it back obviously he doesn't and they prepare to fight cuts back to thraxa uh cool mark badass takes... line too like just her just you know being like you picked a bad night you know what i mean to yeah. to, to rob this place and, and kill kennedy just being like oh they left you here too and just like 
ah, I love the fact that he's just this shitty arch nemesis that she just hates, you know, and he's just a cockroach that keeps showing up. She's got to put him away again. And it, it's, it's great. And she's just so fed up yep. that this, it, it makes for a good antagonist in the moment. Yeah. Uh, Mark takes Andressa and Oliver to safety. Uh, they talk about Thrax and biology. I love this conversation. This, this conversation was, was so good. Um, they talk about how uh, Thraxon biology is different than human, uh, how they age faster. Uh, one Earth year is typical to a Thraxon lifespan. Um, but because Oliver is half Biltramite, his aging will eventually start to slow down. Then Andressa starts to talk about how she didn't mean to take the place of his mother. Uh, she talks about how broken Nolan was when she met him um, because of everything that had happened on Earth. Uh, Andressa says that she knows that Nolan uh, loves and misses Mark because he told her so. And then right there, we get a crash through the cave. And Rhea Seahorn, by the way, like Better Call Saul, mm. like she did a really great job as Andressa. Yeah. I thought she was really yeah. good. I mean, like the, the like Better Call Feet, or not Better Call Feet, uh, Head Over Feet, you know what I mean, line? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought... Yeah. I, 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 I love when writers can make you kind of understand that you can't understand this alien's perspective or biology with simple lines. Like <clears throat> I couldn't, I couldn't help falling in love with them. It had, yeah. we love everything happens in our life cycle so fast that we don't really have time to like, even, even just the contemplate way she... how we're feeling. Like we feel this way and yeah. that I love him. Like regardless of what he did, even just the and way she not... phrases that when she says like, we, we do things faster than humans. We learn faster. We love faster. Like the, yeah. it, it very quickly explains like why that makes sense. This absurd bug alien with a purple baby. You immediately yeah. are like, Oh, I get it. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Like, it's yeah, it's so not good. just their biology. It's not just them moving quick. It's it's yeah. it's how they feel, their emotions, their entire. They have to be quick yeah. if they want to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. It was great. Uh, a Viltramite shows up that we know as Lucan. Uh, he tells Mark to basically join them or die. Mark obviously refuses, and they start to fight. Lucan beats the shit out of mm -hmm. Mark. Uh, the fingers. fingers. Oh, the finger! Dude, just guys. holding him, his head down with his with his index are finger. Are you sure you're Nolan's son, or are you an insect like these people? Oh. And he's just squishing him under his finger. It's oh. so good. Oh my god! He finds uh, Oliver, and he's like talking about like Lucan says, like, oh, he made one with these disgusting creatures. Like, gross. Like, so good. Um, so they fight while Mark continuously saves Andressa and uh, and Oliver from the collapsing cave. Lucan um, uh, talks about how Omni-Man is a disgrace and deserves death. Uh, Omni-Man or um, shows up to save to save uh, to save Mark, and uh, Lucan tells him like you you're a disgrace, you deserve death. And Nolan says, "I know," which mm -hmm. I thought was cool. Uh, and then Omni-Man like Viltrumite punches Lucan's guts out. He like. Slices his. He does. And his gut he slices. 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 And then he grabs like a stalactite and goes yeah. and rams it through. Or was it a stalagmite? Which Who one knows? is from the ceiling? I don't. Uh, know. Did he grab? It I from think tight have remember. to hold on tight so they're on the ceiling and might stalactite. Now, now that sounds right. That sounds Rudy right. Might, that sounds Rudy might be right. A cannibal. Rudy, Rudy might be a cannibal. 
<laughs> but I Can love I just... that there's that whole sequence. It is this like awesome. It's one of the first times we're seeing a two full-blooded Viltrumites fight each other. That is just super awesome action. And then it is punctuated by Nolan going, yes. come on, Mark, there's two more. And, I and it like hangs like, there. Let's go. Yeah. Wow, it's so good. Once again, having you like as a human being, I'm like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Like we almost just <laughs> yeah. died, but no one's like, this is, this is what Viltrum life is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you face death and you either die or you live like, and yeah. it's just what they do this. Oh my God, guys, that they, this is scary. Like when Lucan came in and was just like finger on Mark, like I was literally scared. I'm like this, the threat that they have, we talked about it with Alan, right? how there were the three of them there. And it just continues. Like yeah. it is so consistently scary when these Viltrumites show up. Uh, so yeah, like Wyatt said, Nolan says that we have two left to go and then they fly off. Then we go back to uh, Eve and kill Canyon cannon who are continuing to fight in the city. Uh, Eve is just fucking up kill cannon. Um, she's almost like enjoying it. The, the moment um, she like catches the says, rubble, throws it at him. It launches him off the bridge. She catches him. And then pulls him back and throws him like, like yeah, being great really fighting. offensive. I like that. She says, she's like, she says, uh, shooting, shooting, shooting. I guess when your arm is a gun, you only have one trick and he goes, it's a good trick. No. Good trick. No, why? Why? What does he say? <laughs> is, is it? It's a good trick. No, I know. The line? no, you have to do your impression. It's a good trick. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Listen, so, I had like an hour and 20 minutes of practice while we were playing that game. So it better be good. <laughs> uh, Adam Eve is getting a little cocky. Uh, she ends up having a family drop off of the bridge into the water um, in their car. She beats Kill Cannon and dives into the water. I love how she beats Kill Cannon too. Like he's powering up his cannon, and then she uses her like the the pink orb to like cement it to the uh, to the to the street, and then it blows up in front of him. Uh, she dives into the water. She's able to save them uh, from the water, but she's visibly sh- shaken. She's begging the paramedics to help them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we get Debbie. Debbie is uh, at home. She's depressed. And it shows her adjust two wooden ducks on her coffee table. So, yeah, we didn't um, know what this was. At first, but we, we saw them in an earlier episode and I researched it to find out. I was just like Googling wooden ducks, bow and whatever. And I saw that somebody had also uh, found this and was, you know, posting Why? it I online. Texted it to us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sent the screenshot to you guys of somebody on Reddit had mentioned it too. That it is a like custom uh, in a lot of like Korean marriages to be gifted to ducks that symbolizes like you know prosperity for the marriage and all of that. So it's tied to her marriage to Nolan. Like yeah. it's it's a symbol of that. When One we were watching thing- the episode, I knew that they were showing it for a reason. Like it like it wasn't super prominent. Um, but it was very clear that they were showing it for a reason. I thought it had to do with like cameras or something. So I almost liked that they were subtle enough not to explain it. Oh um, yeah. And it was yeah. more for, well, one other thing is that they, um, uh, they show in this scene, her walk up and turn one of them. So another mm-hmm. part of the tradition is that they are facing each other when the marriage is in a state of happiness, but if they're having like a tiff or whatever, if they're having like an argument, it's uh, tradition to like, turn them face them away from each other so this scene starts with her walking up and turning one of them away yeah yeah that's so good uh so art shows up 
we get uh is he the this is the first time we saw him all season yep. i was yep. gonna say yeah art shows up to check on on debbie uh she opens up to art and they are able to relate to each other because nolan was art's friend as well uh Del- debbie tells a story about uh teaching mark to ride a bike because nolan was never around art uh talks about how strong debbie is how debbie is the real reason uh we're all still alive and not slaves he says uh you never needed him you never did um like he tells debbie like you said like he was never around in the first place you always just made it work he had it easy right yeah exactly wow. yeah and it's so true strong. and it's such a i feel like the reason this scene is so emotional when i was watching it is that through this whole first half of the season we've talked about how like debbie and mark are just like broken and there's nothing that they can do to fix it debbie even gets to the support group and they turn her like she's turned away she never gets something to help her deal with this and feel better about it and finally in this moment art is able to connect with her and be like listen yeah all of this is terrible but like you're the reason we're all still alive you raising mark and being in his life like you you should be proud of that you should be happy about that like that's something that you can hold on to and it's so like it's such a good it's not a conclusion to her arc throughout this season but it's such a good like finally getting some sort of relief for debbie is is amazing and especially you know where we see her at the end of this episode like she is almost literally moving on like like this is a a major turning point i'm glad they did it in four episodes Mm -hmm. not to say that it shouldn't take longer but like like it wasn't gratuitous in that like she's like in the comic she's you know broken for a very long time um yeah but seeing this and and the way they handled it was great yeah yeah uh then we get donald uh who is back at the pentagon and he's carrying glasses that he found in the rubble uh he pulls up the grayson surveillance cameras um from last season that they were um you know monitoring them he seems he sees himself get murdered by omni-man he freaks out and he starts crying. Do you find it interesting that he had Cecil's password? Yeah, I thought that was a little like he just very casually knew it, like right off the get. Like because so. it was yeah he he didn't have access to that footage, so he logged into mm-hmm. Cecil's account and found the that found the footage. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. It makes me. It kind of just makes me feel like Donald is more capable than just Cecil's like right hand man. Yeah. Like he's he's knows how to you know probably knows he Cecil may not even know that he knows it. Donald knows that password. You know what I mean? Like point. I could see that angle being brought up, but does yeah, what's Donald does Donald even know why he knows that password? That'd be interesting too. Like he's just processing information at a different level and he doesn't Maybe. even like, that would have been kind of cool. If, Cecil if he forgot to take that off of the USB drive that he uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> uh so back on thraxa nolan shows up back at the colony to see that all of his people are dead he gets angry and he grabs mark he says why why do i care why do i feel this way why do i care about them they were weak uh short-lived beings um they shouldn't matter to me i'm not supposed to feel this way how is this better uh and then fuck you wyatt and then it's so good. Mark says, this and he's is crying how, too. He's like, Mark tears are says, this is how you should have felt on earth. And then you see like a moment that Nolan like reacts to him it's, saying that. It's a long moment. Oh, too. Yeah. Like they hold on that for so long. Like, like Nolan mm-hmm. is visually like you see all Shaken. the years, like he can't yeah. process it. He's like, 
how I should have felt on earth is how I feel right now, but I shouldn't feel that way, but I do feel like you see like trying to comprehend. (laughs) You look around and you see all these dead Thraxons that he cared about, but then you look around Chicago and you see all these dead bodies that you caused. I mean, it's, it's the same thing, but only, and it, it does such a good job of, it does several things. I feel like it number one shows us Nolan having that change of heart where he is having a different mindset about what kind of attitude he should have towards other living things. But it also, I feel like really for the first time kind of establishes what Viltrumites kind of believe in, you know, in their culture in that, like if some, if you can kill somebody, they shouldn't have been alive to be, to Mm -hmm. begin with. And if they're not strong, then they're worthless. And that's, that kind of explains not only even more so who Nolan was on earth and why he did everything that he did, but it explains as well, the attitude of several more characters that we're going to meet, not just in this episode, but later on as well. This is Nolan vocalizing his, um, his disdain for who he is. And like this, what he vocalized to Mark is what he was thinking when he wanted to go into the black hole. He was like, I hate where I came from, but I also hate that I no longer am able to shut off this emotion. Like I'm so torn that dying is a better option than trying to balance this. And him vocalizing it is just, it was, we've never seen Nolan hate his humanity before and and be or lack of like a- envious of what he was as a viltrumite where he he didn't have to have yeah. these feelings he didn't have this burden yeah yeah it's easier to not care it's yep. easier there's to a not lot care. to unpack here guys <laughs> we could literally we could literally have an entire episode just talking about this like what this emotion is that he's going through yeah and how we'll episode. never experience it. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so the other two Viltrumites show up, uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, there was a, a male and a female. Uh, the male was uh, Bicor, and the I, female I took it was Vigor. Vi, Vidor. It it's Vidor. Yeah, so we I all heard something v. different. It's definitely V. I think it is. But is it Dor or Vigor? I don't know. It's Dor. The captions will tell us I, this week when we no, actually get to watch it on it, Amazon. It should be at no, the end. I'm going to check right now. It's Vi- it's Vidor. Okay. Because I was like, but, that's kind of like And 80s. again, to, it does sound like kind of has, like a... <laughs> it sounds like a Transformers villain. Slightly. Yeah, so he has a visor, so obviously his name is Vidor. But but it uh, to back to my point about like the Viltrumite culture, the way that he like... They say like there's the Nolan that, that right. we know. And... Nolan says, oh, it's Vidor? It is Vidor. Okay, okay. The way that Nolan says, like, I'll kill you for what you did to these people, and he just goes, then do it. Yeah. Like, he's like, if yeah. you can, do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would be then good. Then I deserve to can. die. Like, let's let's oh, fight. So good. Uh, so, yeah, like Wyatt said, Nolan takes uh, Vidor, and Mark takes Thula, which Thula, Thula takes Mark. was not in the in the uh, in the comic. It was General Craig yep. in the comic. So I thought that was kind of a cool change. And boy, it wasn't did it, pay off. It, it wasn't Craig in the comic either. It was someone that had a similar like widow's peak, but he yeah. dies. Uh, and then there was yeah, a, but I a, took that as like Vidor or whatever. Uh, oh, but then General Craig a... was in this fight no, in the comic. No, he shows up at the end just like I... he does in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in the fight. Yeah. Like I said, it's a guy that looks similar to him. He has a widow's peak and like he a pointed does, nose. Yeah. Um, but him and then a gray haired guy and then Lucan. 
So the gray-haired guy yeah. is kind of Thula in this case, and Vidor is kind of that Krieg-looking guy. I'm really yeah. curious as to I don't want to, I won't. We won't skip ahead. Yeah. But this fight was yeah fucking I mean, awesome again, incredible. Thula just, I was scared. Thula just takes out Mark like. She just yeah. mops the floor. At one point, him. she wraps her hair around his neck and like drags him down. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And she even says, like, because of who you are, because you're Nolan's son, I'll, I'll, I'll gift you a quick death. Yeah. And then yeah. when she's about to kill him, she's like, "This is it. Just mm. keep my promises." It. And yep. Oh God. So I literally had here like Thula beats the shit out of Mark. Uh, Nolan <laughs> tells, uh, goes to Mark and tells Mark. Stop fighting like you're on Earth. Uh, he tells him that you need to fight to kill. That they will um, kill you. Mark says, "I'm I'm not yeah. like that." And he's like, "You need to fight like a Viltrumite. Um, If he doesn't, then uh, they will die. His brother will die, and so will everybody else on the planet. So, so, in order to save the people that he needs to save, he needs to be the person that he doesn't want to be. He wants which the last Mark few episodes like, have been all about. I am not my father. I'm not him. I'm not I'm my not dad. Him. I'm I'm not a Viltrumite. I'm a human. I'm not a Viltrumite. I'm a human. Well, guess what, bro? It's not black and white. Life isn't <laughs> yeah. like that. There's tons yeah. of gray here. There's tons mm-hmm. of gray, and you so, have to be a Viltrumite. So uh, Mark continues to fight Thula, and he's still getting his ass kicked. But then there's a moment. Where you can tell he's like, all right, I need to take Nolan's advice. All the cuts. And he starts, he starts changing um, his fighting style, and he starts beating uh, Thula back. And then we Wait, get. Wait, is this where we get the comic? And oh, no, right here. No, no, no. Okay. Before and before we get, before I'm about we get to there, say I'm it. Sorry, I keep. Cutting. No, I know no, what no, you're no, going to say. I know what you're going to say. What, you, what am I going to say, TJ? We get the theme song to the music. Yes. As soon as we the finally episode. get the that theme song to the music. Right before the season started, one of our last episodes when we were talking about like what we hope to see, I said, I want the theme music to be played more in the actual show. And to have that in the first time that Mark is really in a fight that is lethal to him yeah. and have him start to win, again, debatable on whether or not he won this fight, but to have his real like victory moment, have that music playing so cool, so exciting. It's, it's, like, uh, like you said, it's something that Wyatt fully... said that he wanted, and it was very much like that how to train your ja- dragon like mm-hmm. score finally coming in and being like, oh, like there it is. It's so good. Like grabbing Dude, her by the... R- uh, guys, Riker watching this, yeah, like it made my heart swell. He went, When Mark turned on, yeah, like Rick was like, Oh my God. Like, it was just <laughs> like you, now you believe in this hero. Now, now yeah. you're like, okay, now I know, now I know why this show is about Mark. Yeah. Like, and this was the, I get it. this was the first time I think watching the show Mark that I, I remembered who Mark is going to be at the end of this series. And it was like, this is that Mark that we're seeing yes. really start to succeed in a fight like this for the first time. Yeah. And it's ah, so cool. Yeah. Uh, I took it as you're starting to see that blue crack. You're starting to, he's be, like, you guys said it before. You're he, he, like Bill said, he, it's this person that he doesn't want to become, but you have to kind of become this person in order, or else you're going to die in this fight. Mm-hmm. So you get that blue yeah. crack in the invincible logo and you're starting to get that blue suit out a little bit more. Just these little moments that are going to lead to that and, moment. And you're getting to see suit. that like he might get to a point where he thinks that that is the, the, the right way to do things right. and you have to, you know, be a little bit more aggressive. Wyatt, you're, you're a father, right? Correct. And you, you, you have a father, right? 
Correct. And, so? and, and when you and when you became a father, you were like, I'm not going to be like my dad. I'm going to do things different. <laughs> and then you catch yourself and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, I sound just like my dad. Like and then you can kind of empathize with what yeah. it's like to be a parent, but also what it's like to be a kid. And that's where Mark is right now. Like he's he's empathizing with what his father means, what yeah. it, what it's like to be a Viltrumite. Yeah. But also trying to balance that human act. And that's the problem. He doesn't commit fully when he needed to, which is why Thula got in that, got in that freaking. We're not there yet, Bill. <laughs> that, we're, that not there yet. we're not there that's yet. We're not there yet. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, we're, so, not, we're not canonical so we get, in how we talk. So we get, uh, um, you know, Mark is starting to fight back. We get them fighting like in tandem, uh, Mark and Nolan. We get that like Peter Parker, Miles Morales fighting together. We get that uh, two page spread call back to issue 29 um so cool and just a cool uh, way to yeah, show that, to all the images the comic in the show to show all the yeah. images behind them in the background yeah. make those the quick mm-hmm. cuts and it gets quicker and quicker and it just keeps building and building and we're like yeah. what and then it just kind of goes into it it's like oh so, so cool that was another thing just before we started this watching this episode i told you guys like i want this moment like i i want an homage in some way to this moment yeah. and the minute it started doing quick cuts i was like this is it this is it i was like so i could yeah. tell we were gonna yeah. get that shot of i wonder Nolan in the front and ah oh, it's so good i wonder if your pp is gonna have the uh the same feeling your prediction partner Oh. Your pee pee? That's what you want with your pee pee? He is called your pee pee. I don't know yeah. if that's going to stick. <laughs> it's a lot better. Oh, the pee pee sticks. Oh, it's going to stick. <laughs> it's, he's the pee pee forever. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot better than an ACT. <laughs> uh, Mark gets the best of Thula and has the opportunity to kill her, uh, but he doesn't take it. He hesitates. Mm-hmm. And, he gets and then the, Bill? He gets it. He uh, gets the. the the gut stab. Thula uh, takes the knife that's in her air, her hair and just slowly slices into uh, Mark's chest. Gut. Um, More so gut. Whatever. Eh, it's, like, it's like his it's like. It's pretty mid. Yeah. 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 Diaphragm? Yeah. So it's diaphragm yeah. area. Right, right where the, the, the bones split. Okay. Got it. Uh, Mark is about to die and he calls out to Nolan for help. Nolan has a uh, Vidor. Did we talk about how he crushing his head, split his head vertically, and how he's like holding it together? Still? Yeah, he's, he's talking he's to him he's while he's doing that yeah. too. <laughs> and even Vidor, yeah, he, doesn't Vidor like try to like hold it after? Well, I think like somehow, right after or... he does it, he goes to hold his head, and it's like moving. Ah, yeah. oh. uh, yeah. so Nolan yeah. is crushing his head. He mm. goes to save Mark, grabbing God, grab Nolan flies up, grabs her by the braid. Yanks her in and elbows her motherfucking jaw off. This was like one of the coolest parts of the yeah. entire episode. And so unexpected so because yeah. it's so unexpected because Thula's not in this fight in the comic and she is in later much fights. later storylines yeah. that it was shocking to just see that happen. But immediately, and and not to like jump to predictions, she's coming back with a robot. Is job, she coming right? back with a robot like, jaw? That her. would be cool. She's coming back with a robot jaw. <laughs> she looked like she was dead. I mean, I, I thought no, I mean, they all kind of did down and she's like coughing, coughing still yeah. or like trying to breathe. Yeah, still. she did cough. And up they show it. up to to take everybody right then. If she shows up with a robot jaw, I don't think anybody's gonna be like, but I thought she died. No. Like, I because I, like if yeah. Lucan can show up after what happened to him, I mean, a jaw. Yeah. I mean, that's. 
you can yeah, survive fuck that. Your, fuck your job. However, Speaking of job if this up. is the end of Thula and this is her iteration from the comic, bravo. I'm cool with that. She Agreed. got a great yeah, story. Agree. Like we, We've got plenty of other Viltrumites we can get to later instead of revisiting mm-hmm. her. But Metal Jaw, sure, why not? Uh, speaking of which, Nolan goes to help up Mark uh, and unexpectedly gets attacked from behind by Lucan. Uh, holding his guts in his hand, he says... Next time you kill somebody, make sure they're dead. And, uh, the and sound... snaps his back. Paralyzes Nolan. Yep. Nolan's back is broken. Yep. Come on, guys. All of them lie lifeless on the ground. Then we cut back to uh, Cece- uh, Debbie and Cecil at the Grayson home. Cecil tells Debbie to rethink her decision to cut do- cut ties with uh, the government. She doesn't want to take money from them. She's uh, talking about uh, the money that's coming in from Nolan's published work uh, and how he, how she wants it all donated to the Chicago survivors. Survivors. So this is something I think we got like a quick tease in in uh, season one that Nolan is a published author. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows her boxing up um, and she, a lot of his books. And she and- even says to Cecil, I don't want your money for the books. You know, she calls out the books and I I love the moment where Cecil's like, you know, please reconsider this or, you know, I'll, you know, think this over. And she says, I won't or whatever. And then it just cuts and he disappears. Like no response. She's gone. Yeah. She wants them all, all the money to go to the Chicago survivors. Um, She also mentions importantly that she doesn't want uh, Mark mm -hmm. or her to feel like they owe him something like that's how i like how he's controlling them i like how she put it too she said like like basically like i know your game like yeah you're you're paying us you don't feel like we like something and i don't want to i don't want to live my life like that so um and we get a a little peek at one of his novels um and it's called savage planet savage beasts uh, it has a picture on the cover of a Viltrumite looking alien astronaut thing um, battling another battling other aliens. Um, this is also when we see uh, her take two gloves, right? The two baseball mitts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Debbie says that uh, she knows the money that they are taking from Cecil means that they owe him something. Uh, and she's done living that way, which we talked about. Uh, Cecil leaves. Debbie goes into the box to find Mark's baseball glove. So a call back to uh So it looks like there. she picks up one, but she puts two in the drawer. She saves two of the gloves. Hmm. Which is another like she's yeah. she's moving on, she's selling the books, yep. she's over it, but she keeps two gloves in the drawer. I think yeah, I like more that for Mark. A, yeah, I like that as a partially that like maybe that's a memory that Mark wants to keep and it's exactly. not her place to throw it out. But I also to the point of like her turning the ducks away and you researching that that's sometimes just like when things are not going well, not when a relationship is over. Debbie heard everything that, that Nolan said on the recording when he fought Mark, she has not had her chance to respond to him yet. I feel like she still feels like, yeah, I'm not, we're not going to be together or whatever, but this isn't over. Like he's out there. She even says like, I haven't, I can't move on because he's not dead. Like I, she says that, to uh the guy from the support group last episode and so to it does feel like she's you know moving on with her life and not going to stay stuck in this but it's not finished and by any means like her. thanks to art she has like found her strength she is like i'm yeah. i'm better than this i am you know good now and she's gonna start moving forward 
but like you're saying, I like the idea of, and maybe it's because that is the part of Nolan, the part that is attached to Mark, that is the father yeah. that she's going to keep aside because it isn't finished. Interesting. Yeah. Back on Thrax, Nolan is being taken away by the Viltrumites, and he's calling out to Mark. He's saying, please do not forget about all the good that I have done and my books. Read my books. Then we get Debbie, who's putting Nolan's books out uh, in front of the house uh, with the trash. And we see another cover. The man with the invincible gun, who we know to be Space Racer. Mm-hmm. So that was so cool. super awesome. cool. This was like like oh like we're really getting into the meat of invincible now yeah the the yeah, other book cover isn't it ragnar's yeah the savage uh yeah, yeah, the savage, Rag- yeah it's a bunch savage of, beasts yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. a bunch of ragnar's yeah mm-hmm. and uh you got the song for this this whole yep. montage come on bro i got you i got you <laughs> i am yesterday by zoe boak bender right? i like how it fits really well with this yeah, scene and it just has this like tone to it that's just i don't know it's it, it, i don't it's hard to describe like uh, you know obviously the other songs in this in this episode and sometimes you get really pumped up songs but this one is neither an exciting song or like a somber song it's just kind of like a like a passing of time like a moving good. forward yeah. type of chugging and like people are learning and discovering things and it's like it just fits so well yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, montage starts of I Am Yesterday by Zoe Bokebender. Um, and it starts with Amber texting Eve, who's on a bus, um, asking her if she's coming for brunch and Eve ignores her. This feels like this is a deep cut here, but it feels like the season two finale of Buffy. <laughs> Gotta throw that out there. Uh, she goes home um, and Bill's favorite character in the world, Mr. Wilkins opens up the door and Eve walks in. So the couple important things off of this, why is she taking a bus? Why show her on a bus? Because she's not using her powers. Why does she go home? Because the last thing her father said to her is don't come home until you learn that, that Mm -hmm. using your powers makes you dangerous. Yep. So right now, everything that happened with the people on the bridge and the water and like, she's feeling it. This is, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You you take a minute, (laughs) but this is a moment that we, never really explored in the comics that Eve yep. is in a position now where she feels as though her powers like are, are that she is dangerous, that she doesn't feel comfortable yeah. using them. And yeah. we've never explored that before. So that's really interesting. And I think that this is going to be a sign of Eve learning something that will help uh, Mark later on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is her having a learning moment and kind of, you know, learning in this, whereas Mark's kind of off planet and dealing with the brutality of everything and becoming more violent. She is learning, um, how, you know, she's learning some responsibility and like, and and different things that she might become, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, a, a, a a voice of reason for Mark in the future and showing these, the the early stages of her discovering this is really, really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I think more importantly, Mark will probably say like, wow, Eve, where did you come up with this insightful, like, you know, journey of, of you discovering this, like who, who, who taught you this? And she's like, well, let me, let me tell you who my mentor is. And (laughs) let me introduce you to my father. (laughs) Let me introduce you to my father. And then once Mark gets a talking to, 
like he should. <laughs> I think Ryan, to your point of Eve having to learn these lessons, it reminds me of that Debbie told Mark when she was sending him off to college. Figure out who you are. Not invincible, but figure out who you are. Yeah. Eve is doing that with herself right now while Mark is having to deal with all of the craziness that he's being thrown into. Yeah. Eve is actually doing the work of figuring out who she is and what she should and shouldn't do with her powers, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Um, the music and the montage are still rolling as Donald goes to the bathroom, checking himself in the mirror. He takes out a blade and he cuts open his forearm um and he bleeds out he says thank god all right he says thank right. god he stares at the blade no don't don't finish i'm, okay. I'm stopping there <laughs> as if the people watching don't know <laughs> this scene well i mean but but it needs to we need to stop here because this scene could have gone a lot of different cliched ways like he cuts his arm open and there's a robot there or he cuts his arm open and there's blood and he's just a clone and he's not actually a robot but like this did something that surprised even like I'm like oh so what it what is it like me watching the show having read the comic book him cutting seeing blood I'm like what's going on so he's not he says thank God looks a little bit closer and the and fucking the way, tip, and, and the tip of the, the blade is dented the, and it's like the way he's looking at the blade and the music is swelling and the music is cut by Cecil being like Donald where the hell are you there's a situation out here of just like. No, yeah. go back to work. You you can't deal with this right now. You got to go back to work. Yeah. Like uh, and like you feel fine and at first glance you even skin deep you are fine, but there's something wrong. Ah. Nice. That's cool. Nice, Ryan. Um I'm going to make it a prediction. What's the situation, TJ? This is more than what you're thinking, Ryan. Yeah, I think the situation has to do with uh the Lizard League and Rexplode, but I'm going to go deeper. We didn't get any Guardians in this episode. Mark is fucked up right now. Nolan's been taken. I bet we don't even see them in episode five. Don't We don't see Mark or Nolan? If we do, it's going to be very quick. Maybe an end credit scene. No, end credit scenes. It's gotta, we got to be getting more. I bet episode five is going to be maybe some angstrom, but it's going to be mostly Guardians. I think it's we're going to get definitely some angstrom. Uh, I think we're going to get um, the Lizard League and the Guardians, and I think that's going to be the bigger thing. We didn't get them at all this episode, and and the other the other ones are they're all tied up. So I think um, and Alan, don't forget we have a lot of threads out there right now. I think it'd be well, interesting. Alan, go ahead. I think it'd be interesting if it starts and it's like all right, Guardian point of view because of you know saying that we have the situation and everything like that. But it's also like the comics where you turn you you start the next issue and it's like months have passed on Thraxa. And like, if we get to episode five after a month, two months, three months or whatever it is, and mm -hmm. it's like, everybody's yeah. waiting for the new episode and it starts and it's like, how much time has gone by? What's going on with Amber? What's going on? Because you're right. If that much time goes by TJ, the situation yeah. is already over. So the situation might've just been a thing to get Donald to, you know, snap out of it and move on. And this, the situation might not be a thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know where they're going to go with that. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, but this episode isn't over. Uh, it cuts back to Mark. Um, a Viltramite hovers over him, who we know is General Krieg. He tells Mark that he uh, just survived his first battle of proving himself worthy of his Viltramite heritage. Which, can we talk about who Krieg is voiced by? Because oh, yeah. it was instantly recognizable that yeah. it is Clancy Brown right away, which I was surprised by yeah. since he already was Damien Darkblood. And he's doing a bit of a voice for Damien Darkblood, but this is just 
feels like just classic Clancy yeah, Brown. Yeah. And I was super excited that we'll get more of him in this show as we go forward if we never get more Damien Darkblood again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just want him to say, I just want him to say one time, Invincible, my boy, like Mr. Krabs. No. Invincible, <laughs> me boy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, he tells Mark that his father will be executed uh, and demands that Mark go to Earth to prepare it for the Viltrumite takeover. And if he doesn't, it will cost even more millions of human lives to resist. Uh, and unlike your father, we do not change our minds. We'll be checking in. I on love yours. it. Doesn't he say like, we'll be checking in? Yeah. We'll be checking yeah. in soon. Yeah. Checking on your progress soon. And this, it so perfectly sets up for like as much of a threat. These Viltrumites were next time. Mark's not going to have his dad to help. And when they mm -hmm. show up, there is no hope of a change of heart. There is no hope of like appealing to their emotions. It is just go time next time they show up. Like, and it also shows more into the Viltramite way of life and the way that they think is that like they, he gave him this ultimatum and he almost doesn't, he actually doesn't care which one Mark does. Yeah. He was like, you can either go. I'm not hoping that you go and, and conquer earth for us. I'm just letting you know that that is an option, but if you don't, this is the other option yeah. and either yeah. one is going to happen. Yeah. So now Mark has to go back with all of this knowledge. Yeah. yeah. What would you do? Oh I love God. that it sets a ticking time bomb on the story. Uh -huh. Like I, that was a, a thing that we kind of talked about with season one had the like, what's going on with Nolan? What's how, when's that going to, when's that reveal going to happen of like, what his true intentions are. And it created this tension. Now we just have that. I hope of, they like, lean into when that. Too. Back. Yeah, uh -huh. I, totally. I hope that we continue to get reminders that like, it's coming yeah. and they are coming. And, and Mark is going to be like so yelling at everybody like this is coming. It's like the whole Thanos is coming thing. Like we, we, yeah. we should, can't uh -huh. stop this. We should get a few reminders. Maybe some characters oh, yeah. that yeah. show up. Yeah. Um, then we get the credits and that's it. But after the credits, bum, bum, we get bum, the bum. original Mahler uh, that's bossing around the clone. He's like chastising his work. Oh, this is clearly the work of a clone and an inferior. Uh, the clone is referring to the uh, the original as King Mauler. Um, the original is, again, just berating, talking down to the clone. Uh, and he takes a drink of the Bourguignon. Um, no, nope. and... that'd be lemonade. Bourguignon is a beef. <laughs> yeah, he criticizes his Bourguignon as he's drinking the lemonade. Yeah. He says, oh, maybe the next clone will be able to make good lemonade. No wonder your Bourguignon is terrible. Oh, was it lemonade? <laughs> yes, he drinks lemonade. Yeah, he drinking oh, lemonade. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> and he chokes. I'm not, I'm not laughing because you mixed that up. I'm laughing just at our inability to decide how to move forward, where we're all just standing here staring at the camera, being like, How do we wait? What? We're all just confused in the moment. It was very funny to me. Uh, he chokes to death. The clone poisoned it. Um, and he says, Sometimes things are the way they are for a good fucking reason. Yeah. We get run Another the jewels, the ground below. Which is and the credit. first time we get a repeat song. You know, I'm glad we got Run the Jewels yeah. with the Maulers. Would have been cool mm -hmm. to have a new song with them. Um, but yeah, this is a this this is the song that played in um geez, episode five or no, episode six, maybe. It's when uh, they're fighting Rudy after um yeah. and Robot. Yeah. Uh when they're running around doing that. But yeah. Yeah. To your point, that Ryan. Is... 
this is another part that kind of takes me out of like we get all of what we got and then that like, after credit scene which is and then that after credit scene, again i would have all the the maulers I, throughout this whole episode love it love that little story arc i, I mean i think that because we need to see more maulers because what i'm hoping is going to happen in the second half of the season which would be crazy if that happens however uh it, it does feel a little you know Shoehorn? It's not a, It's not as big no. as everything yeah. else but that again, it feels like has been happening. If you were watching the next episode right now because you binged it because you know episode five yeah. is out now for the rest of the time, it's not going to matter. But because we now go yeah. into a break, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'll say this now and we'll talk about it more on our uh, next, on our next uh, episode where we're going to kind of do a culmination of the four episodes. But I almost kind of hope we don't really see angstrom again i think it would be cool if mark got a call and you forget angstrom levy even existed cool. and then he travels home and you're like who the fuck is on the phone yeah that'd be pretty and he cool crashes through the door and he's sitting there you? with debbie and, and and oliver so oh that yeah. would be insane so yeah we will we'll see uh that is the end of season two part one again if if season two part two was mm-hmm. announced we don't know about it yet so tune yeah. into our next episode where we'll talk more about it but now let's get to some doodles. So we so, have gone. Oh, I forgot about it. We have gone three episodes without any repeats. The closest repeat was Bill and I both drawing Alan's fight scene, scene yeah. but never an exact mm-hmm. repeat. Well, I I know what Ryan drew. Like it's not even a question in my mind. Did you mind. see it? No. Oh, it was sitting right behind you guys when we were playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, I, I swear to God, I didn't notice. I forgot until I swear to God, I didn't notice. I think that if anyone's going to draw the same thing, it's going to be Wyatt and TJ. Ooh, I would I think, think Wyatt and Ryan. I think it's me and Wyatt. Yes, I agree. Hmm. But or me I'll not, go first. I'm I. But me and Bill. Like, I think it's possible that Ryan and Wyatt drew the same thing. But I'm like pretty sure I know what you, what Ryan drew. I'm I'm gonna go first because I want TJ to obviously guess. well I I almost jokingly was just like here's my doodle and show my tattoo <laughs> of the black hole I thought about drawing the black hole I did it I thought honestly why I thought it would be funny if you just like drew on your arm like a little Omni Man in front of the black hole <laughs> oh yeah okay because we're talking about the episode I will reveal I have a tattoo appointment this Saturday where I'm gonna go get a little Omni Man silhouette added to like the outside of this no you no. don't is, is that it a joke look like it will look like a little apostrophe, basically. It's going to be tiny, but to me, I'll know what it is. Are you really? To, like, add on to my tattoo. Yes, we have. I was, honestly, I tried to book an appointment before this, so there would be, like, a surprise. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting it That's this so Saturday. Cool. That's sure. amazing. <laughs> but I did not draw the black hole. I drew the scene that I talked about a little bit earlier, which was the Ooh, face-off nice. between the two of them. Very Mark cool. was a little too tall, but, you know, I didn't want to redraw the whole thing, so... <laughs> There you go. That's great. Look at Mark's collarbone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> TJ, what did I draw? I feel like you had to have drawn the ducks. No. That's no. a good idea. No. Oh, I thought for sure one. you were going to be. I thought for no. sure you were going to draw the ducks. I would have put money that, on it. I would have bet money. The fact that, Ryan, you thought that you and Wyatt drew the same thing. Yeah. And I thought i knew what wyatt drew i think i know what you drew okay what is it and i think but i also think it was tj i think if anything you (laughs) used a purple fucking marker and you drew oliver i did not okay however i did draw completely and use a little bit of red and drew a pretty good looking bent knife uh but i erased it and drew this one instead because i just couldn't get it out of my head 
Oh, so good. So yeah, yep. just a little, just a little awesome. Omni Man flying across the screen, just flying through space. Yeah. Yep. Bill, good job. Oh, you want me to go next? All right, mine is a two-parter. A two-parter. You guys can get yeah. two-parter. Let me try to cover this. I don't know if I can cover it up. I don't think I can. So that looks a lot got... like my drawing from episode two. <laughs> it does. With, uh... do, you, do you know what it is Dark though? Wing? Is it Thula? It's Thula. I can see the knife hair. Yeah. Okay. Collarbone. So I, so I drew a so I drew a collarbone. <laughs> but it's it's also the moment when Mark turned on. Nice. And he turned on his his Viltrumiteness, and it's the thwap when he fucking blocks yeah. it. And he and yeah he, yeah yeah. Awesome. Well go. done. Great collarbone. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know how to put it on a human, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. You know, one step at a time. <laughs> TJ, what you got? Where do I go? Yes. Right. Oh my God. That's so wow, good. Wow, TJ. Oh, thanks. The filled wow. in the red background and it, everything, it, multiple I like it's, colors. It's the, the pink two? marker because Thraxa is very pink. Yeah. Yeah, and I got yeah. the the two guys in the background there. <laughs> waiting for Are that's, you gonna keep... I, that's my favorite of your doodles so oh thank really you that's the best that is yet. the best the tears doodle yeah 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 the tears the eyebrow i love how stiff the eyebrow yeah. is mm-hmm. the jawline good job yeah, good thank you and i hate saying that appreciate it speaking about the colors about how thrax is very pink this isn't something we brought up before but did you guys notice that just like colors in general on thraxa were slightly different like if you look at the blue in mark's costume it's a little darker than how it looks on earth mm. and i liked that detail just it made it feel like a different environment it made it feel i think more i think everything looked a little bit more pastel yeah yeah and i like yeah that's cool that you mentioned that and i, I i'm gonna scramble to find the artist now but the colorist uh follow him on twitter but he was the colorist during the um, Alan scenes, especially the flashback scenes and seeing the Unopens and everything like that. And he pointed out that the the Viltrumites are yellow, like their outfits and costumes on that planet are like a golden yellow kind of color because it's just yeah. the atmosphere is that different color. The light is that different color. Yeah. But you read it like you see it and it doesn't look weird. It's white, but it's actually yellow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, I found the artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick, Nick Nazaro, Nazaro, Nick Nazaro. Um, very cool. Yeah, <clears throat> indeed. So, wow. I guess that does it for our uh, deep dive episodes of season two, part one. So we don't know when we'll be back with uh, with the further uh, recaps, but you know, keep an eye out for us. There's but there's still, gonna be so many things still in between. A lot more. So invincible. many things. So I mean, can we say like what we got coming up? We here? don't know I for sure if that's say. gonna be able to be on that episode but next episode will be a good one we know it's coming though in some oh, yeah. capacity oh yeah we could say that we we had a chance to sit down with simon Rasiopa. we got to chat with him uh and that is is either going to be going live as part of our next episode or it'll be separate but the plan is for it to be part of our next episode um so we had a great so great again chat again again hit subscribe on our youtube uh and we got some other cool things coming out too uh very soon um so yeah We'll keep an eye keep an eye yeah. out for that. Some more streams. Uh, like I like we said, why it's going to be doing more uh, streaming with uh, with his wife Nicole um, of the uh, Atomy video game. So apparently, we yeah. might be jump, yeah. jumping in some Fortnite. That could be fun. Oh yeah! How did I forget to bring up Fortnite? We have Fortnite <laughs> coming up, so that was officially, yeah. officially, officially announced. Um, I think 
still don't we, think it's official. I, it's just another leak no? that it's going to be this Friday. Invincible Friday will be the when it goes in the store. Oh, but, is that still considered yeah, a leak? No. It's, still, it's it's, it's all but confirmed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, so if you are listening to this episode, actually, it should be as far. if the rumors are true, which we I'm pretty sure they are, uh, it should be up on uh, Fortnite now unless you missed it, because typically they're only up on the store for a certain amount of time. So check it out. Go buy all the uh, Adam Eve, um, Invincible and Omni-Man skins um, so you can have them forever and play. You know, I don't think it's very fair that like every video game that we play. I'm really bad at so people like I love video games. No, and you, I play you a fuck play ton of video so games. many video games. I play more video games than probably anybody else. Here. Honestly, Fortnite is so one... basic, Bill. I think you'd be, but fine. it's time. I think you fall guys. Great. I think you'd be good at Mortal it. Mortal Kombat. Fall guys. I get fall guys is, yeah. is fall guys is a bitch. Yeah. Mitch Crasson is the only person who's good at fall guys. Only person like, in like that. There's no one else. No one else. Like he's Let's he's playing fall guys right now and as he's listening to this episode he's also playing fall guys like in the background like he's playing fall guys. Bill, oh, Bill, like here, let's stream metal gear solid 2 please like oh I, i'm no. in let's do it <laughs> i'll do i'll do i'll do one better and i and, and you know what we can do a pizza bet we can make it a big fucking thing let's do arkham asylum challenge room where it's just the combat a combat challenge and let's see how high i can get my combo because I could rock that shit. <laughs> Tell you what, Bill, Bill, if we play Fortnite and you don't get a win, then we'll schedule that stream right afterwards to like boost your confidence. There you like, go. No, 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 no. Listen, let me let me show you my skills. Yeah. And if you do get a win in Fortnite, then you have to face Wyatt as Omni Man and just get completely wrecked to bring you back yeah. down to Earth. That's right. <laughs> so that there. does it. We will be back. Uh, it should be next week, and we uh, won't be won't be long. So keep an eye out there. Subscribe. Email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts on episode four, as well as your and doodles. doodles. And, yep. and please, for the love of God, www.theinvinciblepodcast.com. <laughs> Go check it out. Check up. Check out the new updates from last time. There's a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> fun videos. Thanks. Thanks for watching, everybody. Okay, bye. 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 Like just last week, I was upstairs brushing my teeth in my in my bedroom which is like on the opposite side of the house and upstairs and i heard remy go like from like downstairs and i was like what and i stopped she's like i opened the front door (laughs) so i was like yay you did it (laughs) you're like it's one less thing that i have to do you're you're officially as talented as a velociraptor (laughs) (laughs) clever girl clever Clever girl. girl (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.